Hey there, boys and girls. Uh, it is February the 21st, 2016. Welcome to another episode of the Sardinas on the Ground podcast. So... Yeah, today we have guest Joey Spinoza. Try to go out... Spinoza? Spinoza? Oh. Like, I don't know. I, I can keep <laughs> I trying. Like Spinoza. The, I was like, dude. I might have. Come on, bro. I don't know, man. Spinoza. Uh, just let it go. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, what's up? What do you do? Uh, I am... In the medical cannabis industry, and uh, I have a delivery service in Monterey County, and I am also the deputy director of Monterey County Normal, which is stands for the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and we are a subchapter of National Normal and California Normal. And we're basically a, an advocacy gr- ad- advocacy group for the cannabis industry in Monterey County. So we try to help organize everybody, um, get everybody together, have meetings. Try to figure out how we can progress the laws the way we want in a professional way. Hell yeah! And again, we we have you on. Um, cool. I I've known you. You know. We're, right. We're, and uh, oh really? But, this uh, is premeditated. What? Yeah. No. I, yeah. No. I I've I've known Joey. Um, but and also it's it's pretty relevant right now in Salinas and the fact that you know they've just recently changed the the laws regarding medical marijuana dispensaries and indoor cultivation and all that. So I think. Pretty, right. pretty a good time to have you on, you know, to, right. to talk about it and start a dialogue. Again, that that's our whole, you know, plan here with this show is to start a dialogue. And there's still people out there that are so. I mean, because again, I don't know if it's because of our age or, or whatever it is, but we're all pretty liberal about it. We we all, right. you know, it's like. Um, but there's still out there people that are like, are you kidding me? You're gonna have so many people driving around stoned and right. and doing all this and that and. Uh, you know, stealing shit to buy their their stuff, and it's like, dude, no, let's let's <laughs> again, let's try to dispel some of those those rumors and myths, and yeah, talk to somebody that that that's in it, and and that's really trying to to make a difference. And um, well, how involved are you with the the city ones? Do you know anything about uh, that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it, me and a group of of other people, it's not just me, obviously, a, a group of other people have been trying really hard um, to pass all these laws and talk to politicians and educate them. It really comes down to education. Yeah. Um, as far as Salinas, yeah, we were really involved in that, going to city council meetings, um, you know, talking to the council members, talking to the lawyer, Chris Callahan, city attorney, I should say, Chris Callahan. Um, and yeah, we were really, I was personally pretty surprised with what, what type of ordinance they came out with, knowing Salinas... You know, Monterey County in general usually is very conservative. They yeah. won't really allow any. It's been 20 years now that they technically could have done something with this, and they have it until now. Um, so, yeah, like you said, Salinas just opened it up. Um, they're going to allow for three dispensaries, three cultivation sites, and three manufacturing facilities in the city limits. Um, what we're waiting on now, it's been passed. The council approved it. They're going to have to take the tax portion of this ordinance to the ballot, and the citizens will have to say yes or no, do we approve taxing this type of stuff or not um that will happen in november and then we should pretty much be ready to go oh shit that's that's and how much is the tax that they're talking well what they proposed i believe what they proposed was up to 15 percent. and so what they were saying is they're going to start low and be able to work up to that high if they want to i was trying to me and other people were trying to tell them 15 percent is way too high because what a lot of people don't realize is these businesses have to pay the city tax if it's 15 percent and we also have to pay the state sales tax which is almost 10 percent today yeah, I, I so if you're paying a 25 percent tax on your business even if it's a great booming cannabis industry that's a lot of tax yeah so i'm hoping they 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 don't ever take it up to 15 percent. i'd like to see it at max 10 percent, but that's what we're kind of waiting on now for salinas before we actually see people opening up 
That's great. And then, dude, who's planning on opening up? Is it or like how do the or how are they going to do the permits? Like, is it like a lottery system or? Yeah, that's that's like, kind of a, a great question. Um, it's not going to be a lottery system. That's something we definitely don't want because yeah. the city makes tons of money, and we're not guaranteed to do anything. And also, you have often really rich people that come from out of the area and will just buy tons of lottery tickets and they're almost guaranteed to win it. And then little guys like me or other people won't even have a chance. Um, So the way that they talked about doing it was um, some sort of point system potentially where maybe you get extra points if you're local, extra points if you're a local business owner, all these types of things. And obviously you have to be compliant, et cetera. But they're they're saying that they're going to show favoritism towards locals, which I hope they do. Yeah. Um, Because there's definitely a lot of people interested in this that are not from Salinas, not from Monterey County. They're just here to make a quick buck. Right. And I I mean, I can't, I can't, you can't hate on them. You know, I can never hate a man who has the same dreams as me, but you want the local people to have the opportunity first, in my opinion, because we're from here. We care more about the community. We grew up here. We know what it's like, and we want to make a difference probably more than some outsider. Yeah, because, I mean, there there is actually a lot of money in it. Yeah, so somebody from L.A. or San Francisco that's you know, sitting on piles of cash, it would be financially interesting for them to to do it, but it would suck because, yeah, they would only be doing it for financial gain. And, right. again, re, you know, recording down, down here downtown where you, you – it's mostly all local, you know, every every shop you go here downtown, you, right. you buy from the owner, you know, and you know that that, that person really cares about the community, he's kind of spend their money here and stuff. So, so yeah, that, that would be nice to have local people, and hopefully it works out. Yeah, I hope it does too, man. I mean, you never know with these things. Sometimes it's hard for them to really go by that, but we'll see what happens. But Salinas is looking great. Um, one of the biggest things, aside from just them opening it up, period, is the fact that they're going to allow for volatile manufacturing. And there's two different kinds of manufacturing um, in the cannabis industry. And specifically, I'm talking about manufacturing of the, the oil or the concentrate. Yeah. There's non-volatile and there's volatile. People argue over the, the two and what means what, but more or less what it looks like is if you're manufacturing with bubble hash, which is using water, or you're manufacturing with CO2, that's considered non-volatile. Um, and if you're manufacturing something like butane to make the oil, that's considered volatile. Yeah. So it's really just whether one's more dangerous than the other. But again, people argue back and forth over that. Um, so there's nowhere in the state right now that you can legally make butane hash oil in California. There's nowhere. There's no legal way to do it. Um, so Salinas is one of the very first cities in the entire state that's going to allow for permits to have someone make, uh, excuse me, have a volatile manufacturer permit. Wow. Which is huge. Yeah, yeah. That first? Oh, yeah. One of the first, yeah. One of the first. And uh, that's huge because a couple of things. Number one, it's really the most medicinal aspect of everything, in my opinion, because what you're using, what you're doing is you're taking a concentrate, which has all of the great medicinal properties we need from the plants, taking the THC, the terpenes, which are the flavors and the taste of the plant. And all these things have different medicinal values. A lot of people don't know much about terpenes. It's kind of becoming more popular in the industry. So all these different strains you try, smoke, everything else, they have different terpene profiles, which gives them different smells and different flavors. All plants have different terpenes, but most plants produce just a few different terpenes. So lemons taste like lemons, smell like lemons, oranges, apples, etc. Cannabis is unique in the fact that it can produce over 100 different terpenes. From this one plant, so oh, so like orange just has the orange exactly. Kind of terp- oh shit! Okay. And terpenes wow. have health health benefits for us. So it's not just you know consuming THC that helps you medicinally. It's also the combination of the terpenes. 
that's why you got to eat your fruits and vegetables, everything else. It's not just vitamins and nutrients. It's also the terpenes. And so if we have a plant like cannabis that has the potential to produce over 100 terpenes, and then we have the potential to manufacture that and concentrate that down, we can start getting strains that have specific terpenes for specific things. And this is all the characteristics of different strains, why one strain might make you tired at the end of the day, you know, or one strain makes you more awake. The terpene profile is what dictates how you feel. Okay, and uh, I was just thinking, because, again, like, like we are saying, a lot of the, the, the apprehension towards it or, or whatever is still a lack of knowledge. Right. But it's so it's so deep. Like you just, there's hundreds of, or, yeah. you know, possibly hundred different terpenes just on, in that plant. Um, how the hell can can we teach? Like you know, like our, your 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 grandma that's just like, no, you're doing drugs, little kid. You know, right. like how do you how can we teach them? You know, that like, hey, look, this is a this you know, useful plant. I, I, it's a great question because my parents, are, I have older parents. I'm 27. My parents are in their 60s, and um, just recently, I. I've been able to even just talk to them about it. Like, my dad's kind of an old-school Mexican guy. I can even bring it up to him. I'd be like, hey, Dad, did you ever smoke when you were young? He's like, why are you always talking about that crap? (laughs) You know what I mean? So I can't even have a conversation with him about it. But he's starting to open up. And and to answer your question, it's not... I don't think we're going to just sit down and educate them with, like, you know, Sanjay Gupta on CNBC or anything. It helps a little bit, but what really makes the change, what really helps people change their mind, which is kind of sad and kind of good, is when someone close to them has cancer or has some sort of serious medical problem and they try everything they can, it's not working or it's, it's, it's making their quality of living going down, and then they finally say, fuck it, let's try cannabis, and they do it and it works. And then it happens to their grandma, their mom, their sister, whoever, and they're like, now all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, 60 years of brainwashing just got erased like that because they had someone they cared about, they wanted to help, and they found something that helped them. And now they start to open it up. This is what I've seen personally. People now all of a sudden are open to it. Now they will listen to Sanjay Gupta and all these people because they've seen for themselves somebody benefit from it. But until that happens in their family or someone they know, it's very difficult to change their mind. Yeah, that, that, that is a valid point. Like you, yeah, you don't want anybody getting sick, but it's true. You know? Yeah, like I said, it's good and bad. Yeah, when it's a loved one, you want, you'll do anything you know, to make them better. And when you, they find that thing... It, you don't care, you know. Like, exactly. That's why you have people, you know, all over the country that are, are flocking to Colorado and stuff because their kid has has seizures. You know, has a hundred seizures a day, and they don't know what to do. But they tried some cannabis oil. Now all of a sudden they have one or two or no seizures a day. Yeah. Of course they're going to go try to do it, and so that of course the grandma's mind is going to be changed now that her grandson doesn't have any seizures. She doesn't have any choice but to be like, okay, actually this works. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of crazy. Well, and also it, this is. <laughs> This is an industry that's grown up a lot, a lot. Because I'm again, I'm, I'm looking at had a lemonade, a, a packaged <laughs> medicated lemonade, and it, it, it's this could be at the at Seven Eleven next to the the stuff right now, and right. you would not know unless you actually read the thing and was like, "Whoa, this is medicated." Right. This is it's got beautiful packaging. It, it's it's really professionally done. There's a, a thing of chocolates that, that again you pay like eight dollars at seas for that little package, you know. <laughs> um, so that that to me also is, is have you noticed a, a change? I mean, you, you from the industry side because from just being packages of like Rice Krispie treats to like oh yeah yeah I mean I think that just comes the natural progression of it you know the capitalist side of it the it's starting to become commercialized and 
it's just it's just getting more serious, you know. Instead of just homies who make things at their house, and you go over a weekend and you're like, "Oh, hey, I made cookies." Yeah. Now it's getting serious. I mean, people are really investing serious money into this. They're using professional equipment, and they're taking all the same business sense in any business and applying it to cannabis. And that's what you're seeing right there on the table. And d- does that concern you? Because I always uh, there's always those conspiracy people that you talk to, and they're like, "Yep." Just wait till the cigarette companies can get involved. And does yeah. does the growing uh, capitalism of it and the, the more money does that concern you that at some point the industry might change its kind of values uh, or or ideals? I mean, I think I think it always kind of the people who are really about it will always be about it in the right way. Um, it is somewhat concerning, but I, I just really don't feel like there's much we can do to fight it. I mean, it's just gonna happen, and I think you will have you know huge commercial industrial places that produce okay product yeah. and you'll have the more boutique people who produce the higher quality product that's more locally grown all this type of stuff just like here at Grindhouse I can't get a Budweiser here I can't get you know a Corona or, a Corona or anything like that here this is different it's brewed differently it's, it's, yeah. so there's going to be there's going to be places for everything I yeah that's a that's a very very valid point and that's one thing that I think our generation is really going to change is the older generations are used to that right they're used to to them allowing corporations to kind of come in and and do what they want but our generation all of a sudden again craft beer is exploding right. and you have all these uh, uh, you know craft candy places and and craft soda all this stuff butchers and you know things yeah. that that seem to be dying are coming back because our generation does care about you know how was that how was that raised like okay right. i'm not a vegetarian but i want to make sure my meat was treated humanely you know right. I, I get and so yeah so i think not only does cannabis lend itself to to kind of attracting those people anyway but our generation is already leaning towards that so yeah so i right. i I was yeah trying to. Think. I, I think a part of why our generation leans towards that is because we we're the generation that grew up with the internet, and yeah. so we had information at our fingertips, and so we had more questions and we had answers more readily available than someone from the past. So we're asking questions like, "How was this grown? Uh, was this grass-fed beef? Like all these things?" Because we have so much information coming at us that we will ask those questions, and so that's going to become more prominent as we go forward. And I think that will potentially help fight the commercialization of all of it and it will still happen but more of the consumers will be educated and will choose based off of education rather than just oh that's pretty packaging yeah yeah no i, I agree I, I agree and and um well how does because right now it's a medical marijuana um how does this all change when it when if it becomes say in november it becomes legal recreational what, what do you how the hell um I think it's going to be exciting. I hope it does happen because California, it didn't, they didn't do it last time. Um, we have a lot of, you have a lot of fighting within the industry when stuff like this starts to happen. You have almost like a civil war that goes on between the mom and pop growers who have been doing it for 10 plus years, decades, and then the commercialized people that want to come in and, and you know, marble it up. <laughs> um, and, and the other fact is, and I could, be, I could be wrong about this, but I'm around lawyers a lot of the time, and no one's told me I'm wrong about this. Let's say November goes and we pass recreational cannabis. It will still fall, and again, I could be wrong about this, but I'm almost positive it will still fall back on the local municipalities, just like it did in 1996. Yeah. 1996, we passed Proposition 215, which basically allowed for medical cannabis in California. But how long has Salinas had a dispensary? 
we haven't. It's been 20 plus years now. We still haven't, even though the state passed medical cannabis. So I think it may be similar um, where the state passes recreational, but these local cities can say, you know what, I'm banning all recreational uh, cannabis businesses. And so they won't be allowed, just, just how they banned medical dispensaries. Um, so we may have the same fight all over again where we have to lobby locally and convince them. And, you know, luckily, a lot of these cities are opening it up so they're going to have the experience of medical cannabis already and probably be cool with recreational. Yeah. Um, but there will still be some cities that are probably like, no, I don't want any medical dispensaries. I don't want any recreational. And if you live in that city and you consume cannabis, it's probably not the place to live or you're going to have to make some change and lobby locally. That, and, um, yeah, I, I, so say it doesn't pass in, in November. Again, that's just hypothetical here. And so Salinas is stuck with, with the just what the dispensaries and all the other cities are. Yeah. I know uh, another big concern that people are always, they think it'll, it'll attract crime. It's like, dude, it's, it's literally a <laughs> warehouse of drugs. Right. You know, um, but what, what is your experience with that? What is your knowledge? Because I, I think it's bullshit. But yeah, I agree know, with you. I think yeah. it's bullshit. I mean, it, all of these, a lot of these complaints or concerns are just the fear of the unknown, and people just aren't used to it, so they're not sure how it's going to happen. Um, more often than not, dispensaries can actually help reduce the crime in the area simply because dispensaries are very secure. They usually have security almost all the time. They have tons of cameras. Yeah. They have tons of alarms. They have panic buttons. They have all these security features. And so in that area, if you're doing stuff in that area, you're going to be probably not in that area as much because we're watching you. We're paying attention. If I have a dispensary and I see someone sketchy that seems to be doing sketchy things down the street, I might call the cops and say, hey. Because, again, we're, we're, we're more secure than an average business. Yeah. And we put more investment in security than an average business. And so that will naturally clean up the area we're in because we're paying more attention. We're recording our parking lots, all these types of things sway criminals and things to go away now i'm not saying no dispensary has ever not been robbed of course that's happened but it's, it's like banks you know like you yeah. said it's it, it, with a dispensary it's a, it's a place full of, of drugs well a bank is a place full of money so it's just the same types of security principles that apply but more often than not it cleans up the area and it makes it less less criminal that's a good one i'm gonna use the bank one on people if i ever hear that argument again right it's like dude well banks are just big stores of money Right. You know, when you need money, that's where you go. And think, and think about if they rob a dispensary, they're still going to have to sell the weed yeah, to be able right. to get the money. Yeah. So it's almost even more work. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> you're not some. Uh, yeah. Uh, you better have a good connect to move all that weed. Yeah. You just jacked, or yeah. else you just jacked the weed for nothing. And somebody that just folks that wants to just get high for free is not going to take the time no to way. try to rob a dispensary. It's going to fail miserably. No. Exactly. Um, and, and I just want to touch on one thing on the state level um, that I kind of forgot to mention. The reason that the city of Salinas and Monterey County has kind of started to really, out of nowhere, just take off and start to draft ordinances is because the state just passed uh, legislation that is going to totally re-regulate the entire medical industry. Um, so for 20 years, we've had Prop 215. Now we have these new bills like AB 266, and there's two other bills. And they are totally basically preparing for recreational. They're totally changing the model. You're going to have to have dual licensing. You're going to have to have a local permit from your city or county. And then you're going to have to go apply with the state to have a permit with the state as well. And so what they did was they originally passed it with legislation that said all cities and counties in California have to have some sort of cannabis ordinance on the books by March 1st of 2016 or else it will just fall back on the state. So if Salinas didn't do anything about it and they just ignored it 
and you know just left it alone, we would only have to get a license from the state to operate in Salinas. So all these cities and counties were freaking out in California, and a lot of them just straight up banned everything. They banned delivery, dispensaries, cultivation, all of it. Some of them, like Salinas and Monterey County, actually got their shit together and were like, okay, let's actually regulate it and create an industry here. And that's kind of what's pushing everybody to do something or not do something. So that's really the, the force that's guiding all this action in our area right now, is the state. Oh, okay. That that I always God damn it. I don't want to I want to hate you know, on the freaking leaders of Salinas, but it always seems that they react when it's like, "Hey, if you don't do something, you're going to get fucked over." You know? They're like, "All right, all right." Of course, it's politics. Like, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, politics. But I mean, I I'm glad that Salinas is taking the 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 other route other than just doing the simple one just like, "No, no, ban it. Let's right. ban it." And and can leave that black market to to regulate itself. Salinas is taking the opposite approach and, exactly. and um, saying, "Well, let, let's figure it out." I'm, um, I'm actually part of a Facebook group um, that me and some of my uh, teammates in Monterey County Normal started, and it's called the California Ban Watch. And we have like 1,200 members now, and it's people all over California who are just interested in their local laws regarding cannabis, and they all kind of report to the group on what's going on in their county and their city. From what we've done and what we've organized from getting information from all these people, we, we estimate about 45% of the state has banned all cannabis activities within their city or county. Um, so it, to your point, it's, it's really great that Salinas and Monterey County have gone the opposite route and are actually regulating it because 45% of the state is not. Yeah. Well, and then uh, what, are the, what are the wages like in the industry? How does that – is it – do, like, do people get paid good? That like, what a harvest? Are, are they harvesters? I guess. Uh, I'm yeah. Curious. No, you can get you can get paid good. I mean, it's like any industry. There's entry level jobs, and you can work your way up and everything else. Um, but yeah, you can get paid really good. Um, trimming is is definitely a huge labor intensive aspect of the industry that probably would be a one of the biggest entry level jobs I think people can have. Of course, you're going to get paid more if you trim better and things like that. But um, yeah, I think it's it's comparable to any other business. It's 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 good pay. Yeah, because I, I asked that because I I, I heard about uh, a farmer that bought out a bunch of commercial space down in in uh, in, in Gonzales because mm-hmm. he, he was concerned that they were they had allowed uh, again indoor cultivation, and I was like, but the farmers I speak to are they're just like yeah it's a plant we don't care you know like we're right. farmers but. Uh, the person that I was like, why would they be against it? And uh, the person I was talking with was like, yeah, well, they, the medical marijuana or the marijuana industry pays a lot more than the strawberry harvesting industry or the oh, lettuce yeah. harvesting industry. So I was like, hmm, I never thought about that. You yeah, know? no, that's absolutely true. And I don't know if that will, I don't know if that will be true forever. But as of right now, while we're going through the transition of it being kind of taboo to eventually being an agricultural product. It has huge margins compared to strawberries and lettuce and everything else. Yeah. These guys that are in the attic industry around here, you know, when you look at for you know per box or per unit they sell, they're making nothing. They're not making hardly anything on that. Yeah. But that's why they're doing huge volume, you know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of stuff or even more than that. That's where they're making their money, just pumping out tons of strawberries and tons of this. So they're looking at it like I can pump out not as much cannabis and make even more money. So. Yeah, that will still be in effect for a couple years. But as we see the more people get into it, I think we will see prices go down. I think it'll take a long time for it to get to the point that strawberries have gotten to. But yeah. that, yeah, to your point, that's what it is. It's, it's they don't have much margin on these crops they're growing, but they grow a shitload of it, and that's how they have these billion-dollar industries. 
That's going to be an interesting, an interesting one, you know, when, when the lettuce people have to go up with the marijuana people and like, damn, we can't pay as much as you, right? And they can't, they can't get harvesters out as it is, yeah. And in such a huge ag county, I'm, I'm curious to see what the, what the hell will happen. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think most of the farmers I've talked to are, like you said, they're mostly down for it. Um, the Farm Bureau has, has even come out, and they, they don't necessarily come out and completely say, I endorse you know, the use of cannabis or anything like that, but they have said that they think it should be looked at as an agricultural prop, crop, yeah. that it shouldn't be looked at any differently than anything else because it is a plant at the end of the day. And so we're starting to see these people come out and, and slowly kind of support it. Like I said, I don't want to throw the Farm Bureau under the bus and say they fully endorse it, but they're coming out and they're talking about it, and they're saying it's not as bad as we think, and they're, they're saying it's good. So... That's really what's going to help us move it further, too, is that we need those people that are respected, those people that, you know, if Taylor Farms came to Salinas and said, we want to grow cannabis, do you think Salinas would tell them no? <laughs> Probably Hell not. No. Hell no. Yeah. So we need those guys that will help push our movement further and actually get, get regulation changed because their voice means a lot. Hmm. I'm still, I wonder what does full legalization mean for California? Because Colorado did it and Washington did it and they made a shit ton of money, but California, it's like... It's part of the environment, I guess, part of the culture here even. You know, so I wonder how many people are really going to try to come here. Like Amsterdam makes so much money just because people go to the coffee houses, you know? Yeah. I'm curious, what is California going to turn into? And is it going to get annoying? That's going to be like, <laughs> dude, these people are, are ruining our parks, you know? They just get all stoned and go out to the parks <laughs> and trample on, on over everything. Um, but I, I'm curious, you know, for a, a major state and... Uh, to do it like California, it'd be interesting. And I think, like you said too, though it's kind of already a culture here. It's kind of already existing. I, I, I don't think it will change too much because we're we're kind of already used to it. I mean, yeah, we go to true. concerts and stuff, and people are smoking joints, and we're around it. It's not like I think it'll be somewhat the same, but it'll just be more like, holy shit, I can buy this here, or like <laughs> you know, eventually, like you said, holy shit, I'm in Seven Eleven and I can buy a pack of joints, or. That'd be so cool. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, that would be amazing. Be so fucking cool. I was telling him before you got here, Cujo, when I was in Anaheim and I felt all stupid smoking in my car when everybody else was smoking cigarettes <laughs> the, in the cigarette smoking section. And I was like, what? Screw you, people. You freaking polluters. Yeah. And you have to go hide in your car yeah. when what you're doing has never killed anyone? No. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> um, so... Oh, but what about uh, delivery services? How is that going to change when when this whole ordinance comes? Or is that not going to affect anything there? Uh, it it will change it. It will change the legal landscape of it. Um, will it still exist? It will still exist. The way that they have the ordinance written is that a delivery service will have to be connected to a dispensary. So uh, three dispensaries open up. Those three dispensaries can offer delivery as a service of their company. Like Domino's. Basically, yeah, exactly <laughs> gotcha. like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it'll still be around, um, but you know, there's a lot of people who in California just don't really comply. Um, and what I mean by that is, what we've had for 20 years is we've had Proposition 215. Mm -hmm. We've had a pretty clear definition on how to comply. It's been somewhat gray, but overall, you need to be incorporated. You need to have a seller's permit. You need to pay sales tax. All these type of basic business things. Yeah. I went to a um, a meeting. I believe it was back in November or October. And it was the CCIA, which is the California Cannabis Industry Association. And they had Fiona Ma, who is on the Board of Equalization, which is the people you pay your sales tax to. And she said in her presentation that the Board of Equalization has done the research and they are aware that 
only 25% of dispensaries in California actually pay sales tax. Huh. Operating dispensaries in yeah. California are only, only 25%. Wait till the IRS comes on them. Sure. Yeah, so <laughs> one in four are paying their sales tax. That's yeah. including delivery, obviously. Yeah. And so my point to that is delivery has kind of been like the easiest way to play in the gray area because they can't really find you. You don't have a brick-and-mortar store, but you can still kind of act like you're a legit operation. But you don't necessarily have to be one because you might not be paying your sales taxes. So even after this ordinance passes and, you know, everything changes, I think you'll probably still have a lot of delivery services on weed maps because they've already been operating illegally anyway. So just because there's a local ordinance now, why would they really give a shit about stopping? So it's really going to come down to enforcement and what Salinas does or doesn't do on enforcing the delivery services in this area now. They enforce it. We might see a lot of them go away and we only have three. They don't really enforce it. It will probably just stay the same, to be honest, and you'll still have a ton of delivery services. Yeah, that, that, hmm. that, I'm, that's curious. I'm curious. That's interesting that they have to be connected to to a brick and mortar stuff. Yeah. Um, but then also, I know another big thing was that people are always another concern is the that oh it's you don't never know what it what they put in it you know oh it could be it could be laced or you always hear those stories like, as PCP or something and stuff in it <laughs> um but you have a little gadget here that yeah. that you, it's this handheld thing that measures the terpene and THC content you say right yeah you're right um, it's uh, called a my dx and it's it's fairly new and it's just i mean I, crazy it's pretty yeah. much the size of a cell phone just a little bit thicker yeah um and yeah you just take your small sample of flour and you can put it in here as a little section you put it in and then i connect it to my phone and i click start on my phone and it will start analyzing the product and in about 4 to 5 minutes you'll have your test results that's crazy. And is that a California company that's doing that? or You know, you know? to be honest, I'm not too sure. Um, I just got this, I think it was yesterday, my buddy gave it to me because he got it from someone and he hadn't really messed with it and he knows I have a delivery service and all that. So yeah. he's like, here, try it out. Shout out to JC from Central Garden Products for letting me borrow this. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure. I'm not sure if they're California based. I've heard about them for a long time, but I haven't had one in my hands until like the past two days. So. Yeah, I'm just as excited about it as you guys are, really. Yeah, well, no, and again, that's cool because you can, I mean, you could go into a dispensary or have a delivery service come to you, and then they, they show you 40, 40 samples of, you know, and so then you, you just kind of have to trust them. And right. again, not, not that there's anyone trying to screw you over in this, but it's just, again, buyer beware thing, you know? You're, yeah. you're, still, you're still spending money, and, if, and at the moment it is medical marijuana, you know, so it right. is a, a health thing. So it, it is pretty cool. To be able to, someone says, hey, this, this has 28% THC, and you're like, damn, that's, you know. Well, and, and one thing we'll see with the testing, too, is, is as the, the state, so the state regulation has been drafted. We pretty much know what the rules are going to be, um, but it doesn't take effect until 2018. So until 2018, we're still under Prop 215, and everything will be the same until then. And what the rules are going to be is everyone's going to have to have mandatory testing. So everything that you oh. see in a dispensary is going to have to be tested. Um, I'm pretty sure they probably even are going to make you test for pesticides and mold, which is really the most important test. THC doesn't, you know, for a long time, it, people just cared about THC. But as we become more educated, we realize, like, just like, you know, crops of strawberries and everything else, we don't want mold. We don't want any crazy pesticides on it and things like that. So it's going to be a requirement that everything is tested. Um, so you'll see that change in the next two years where you'll go into dispensary and you'll have all those facts and be able to look up the test results. That's that's what's up. That that's cool. I mean, because I'm pretty sure going back to stra- poor strawberries, they're getting beat up. This, this episode, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they don't have to 
they don't test strawberries for mold and pesticides, you know? Yeah, it's I don't think they cool. do either. I, I was actually talking to people about that, and, and it seems like a lot of times in the agriculture industry that we don't know if a crop was jeopardized or had something bad until someone gets sick. Yeah. Then when someone gets sick, we're like, oh, shit, that had E. coli. Let's exactly. recall that. But we're not testing it really before. Like, I, I know people who are farmers, CCOF, organic certified farmers, and they tell me that they can just harvest their crop, throw it in a box, and then it goes to where it goes to, and then it goes from there. There's no, like, there's nothing. Once it's in the box, it's in the box. They're not testing it. They're not doing any all that. So it's crazy. I th- yeah, I think it's funny. Cannabis goes through so many rigorous tests. Right? People are still like... No, no, fucking stoners, and it's like, dude, like, <laughs> fucking reefer madness, and yeah, yeah no, it, it's it's good and bad. I mean, it's just a part of the process of us transitioning into being mainstream. But you know, it makes sense. You know, you want to know if if you're gonna if I'm a dispensary owner and I'm gonna sell some cannabis to you, I want to know if it has mold or not. If it has mold, I don't want to sell it to you because yeah. I'm a good dispensary owner and I care. A lot of people don't care, and so it's kind of a good thing because the people that don't care that are operating like whatever the fuck are going to get kicked out because they're going to have to comply with state and local law now and get all their stuff tested. And if they're not, they're going to get in trouble and they're going to lose money. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It'll push a lot of the people that are in it just just for the cash out, you know, and leave more of the compassionate people in it that really care about the product. Exactly, yeah. But, no, that's fucking... It's going to be crazy. The next two to five years is going to be insane in the cannabis industry. The changes we're going to go through. 2018, I'm looking forward. <laughs> no, for real. It's yeah. going to be nuts, man. And so, t- speaking about our area, um, I know it's the Salinas Underground podcast, but yeah, yeah. Monterey County has also just came out with their first draft ordinance. And so, this is unincorporated areas of Monterey County. Um, this would apply to. So, areas like Prunedale, Casterville, Spreckles, Chular. Pretty much the way I explain it to people that they really get it is if you were at a house party somewhere in our county and someone called the cops, who would show up? If you're at Salinas, the Salinas PD shows up. If you're in Monterey, Monterey PD shows up. If you're in Pacific Grove, Pacific Grove PD. If you're in Prunedale, the Monterey County Sheriff. Yeah. Casterville, Monterey <laughs> County Sheriff. Everything else. So it's the easiest way to understand the difference. Right. So unincorporated areas are going to be subject to the regulation the county brings down. And the county just came out with a draft ordinance that was actually pretty badass, especially when you consider everything going on in the state, like we said. They're proposing in their first draft... 15 dispensaries, 100 cultivation facilities, 15 manufacturing facilities, five distribution centers, and two testing facilities that they'll allow in the Monterey County area, right? Which is huge. I mean, that's that's a lot. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to maybe get, like, if we were lucky, 20 cultivation facilities. So to see this, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. (laughs) So that's going to be huge. I mean, and that's going to be, it's pretty much right in line with Salinas, so when Salinas dispensaries open up, you'll probably see them in Monterey County, too. They're almost on the same timeline. And is this unique? Is, is Monterey County kind of sticking out, or, or is um, San Luis Obispo and Kings County and Fresno doing all the similar stuff? No, no, you're definitely unique. San Luis Obispo actually just, just uh, denied somebody a dispensary not too long ago, so they're, they're kind of in the Stone Age. But um, it is very unique. Like I said, 45% or so of the state is banning everything, not allowing mm. even delivery to go on. Um, like places like Monterey, for example, city of Monterey, they ban not only delivery, like meaning you can't have a delivery service based out of Monterey, but you can't even come into their city and deliver to patients. That's, That's illegal according to their ordinance, which is just ridiculous. You have to meet your dealer at Seaside. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have to you have to drive to Delray Oaks or you have to drive yeah. to Santa Cruz. That's your only two options, and a lot of patients aren't 
some are bedridden and they can't get up and they really rely on delivery. So for the city to kind of do something like that is, it's really out of ignorance. They don't fully understand, I think, but it, it's sad. You know, it, it's tough for people to get places sometimes, especially when you're dealing with cancer or all these types of things that you could be dealing with. So yeah, the county, it's, it's, it's amazing in my opinion. It's one of the best ordinances in the entire state as far as the cannabis industry is concerned. That's crazy, though. Little Monterey County. Yeah. And it, it, it makes sense, though, because we're, we're already an agricultural hub. Yeah. You know what I mean? We already, we already have all this stuff here. We have the infrastructure. We just need to plug in a new product and use the same infrastructure. We're in the central part of California, which is amazing for distribution. You go up north or go down south. You know what I mean? So I think we're going to see Monterey County eventually. Honestly, I could see it becoming a huge hub for cannabis in the future, not just medical, but also recreational. Just like it is for agriculture now, yeah, it's going to be huge. Like it's going to, it's going to be, you know. Shout out to the people in Humboldt, but I feel like we may surpass Humboldt as far as being known for our cannabis industry and known for what we're pumping out of here, just because we're already doing it with other products, and it's a matter of time before we plug in cannabis. Yeah, and it's a huge county as well. When you huge. look at it on a map, it's like holy shit, Monterey County stands out. It is. I, I actually looked it up the other day. Um, Santa Cruz County is 607 square miles, and Monterey County is 3,771 square miles. <laughs> oh, fuck. To give you a comparison. Damn. It's, it's huge. I mean, there's places in Monterey County I didn't even know about until I started to like really get politically <laughs> involved in this industry, and I met people from out the county, like Lockwood. A lot of people don't know about Lockwood down south in South County. That's like in the, in the sticks, and there's tons of people growing down there. Tons yeah. of people. I didn't even know that was in Monterey County. Lockwood. I've lived here my whole life, 27 years. I didn't even know this shit. I don't even know what what order the, the towns come in in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I know it starts with Chular and it ends with King City. I don't know what, how they all go in between. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's amazing how big it is. And it's going to be so weird driving down 101. And then it's like lettuce field, lettuce field, lettuce field, yeah. marijuana field. You know? Well, that's it's one like, thing they're what? kind of trying to fight against right now. They're trying to prevent. Um, so one thing that we don't really like in the ordinance is that they didn't, they didn't allow for any outdoor cultivation. So outdoor cultivation is completely banned in this Monterey uh, County ordinance. Great weather. So they're only allowing basically mixed light, which is essentially greenhouse, and indoor. And which the is prob- greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, problem, the problem with that is... They're not addressing the fact that they already have an existing industry in their county. Like they're not, they don't even know this. They're, they're barely figuring this out because we're talking to them and coming out of the shadows, so to speak, and saying, hey, they don't realize how many growers exist in Carmel Valley or how many growers exist in Big Sur or even the history of the appellation of Big Sur and Carmel Valley, right? Like there's actually a strain named Big Sur Holy Bud or Big yeah. Sur Holy Weed. Uh, where do you think that Holy came from? Fuck. Where do you think that came from? Jesus and so Christ. if they're going to pass an ordinance that bans outdoor cultivation... They're going to make all these people in Big Sur and Carmel Valley essentially illegal and criminals overnight. And I think that kind of is going to go against what they should be trying to do, which is trying to fight against black market, trying to bring people into compliance. Let's face it, they want a piece of the pie too, get their tax cut of it. Um, so that's the biggest thing that we're fighting against in that ordinance. Everything else is, is not too bad. They could probably use a little bit more cultivation facilities and a little bit more licenses. But as a draft ordinance for a first-time ordinance, it's pretty damn good, except for the outdoor component, because there's tons and tons and tons of people in Big Sur and Karma Valley growing. Tons. And we have plenty of space, man. Exactly. We have plenty of space. We have great weather. And their concern is, is you know, so I had a, this past Tuesday, Monterey County had a, what they call a stakeholder meeting at the, the county building. And stakeholders is just, if you feel like you are involved in the industry here and you want to come to the table and help draft the ordinance and offer suggestions, then come to the stakeholder meeting. 
and we had like almost 100 people in the room. And what the staff had told us is, you know, they were trying to tell us to think like a supervisor, think like a, a board of supervisor and, and things that they would be concerned with and everything else like that. Um, and what they're concerned with is driving down the one-on-one, back to your point, driving to the one-on-one and seeing cannabis fields and things like that. They feel like it may, it may look bad. They don't like it. They don't want that to happen. So that's one reason they want to stick with indoor, why they want to stick with greenhouses. They don't want a huge outdoor crop of cannabis to just be visible from 101. They want they, they, to them, it doesn't look pretty, and then they're also worried about security. If you're driving down 101, you see a huge field, like, oh, I'm gonna go jack those. <laughs> so, I mean, they make valid points, but what they fail to realize is there's tons of outdoor already growing in Monterey County yeah. right now. Well, then, the, would that also then also apply to hemp? Uh, hemp would be a little bit different. Hemp is classified as I believe it's like if it's 0.3 THC or less, it's hemp. Um, so hemp would be a whole nother, whole other thing. It's like the kombucha of weed. But hemp's really, <laughs> hemp's where it's really going. I mean, you know, that's uh, there's tons of medicinal properties of cannabis. Don't get me wrong, but as far as an industry and industrial, you know, hemp is where it's at. I mean, that's something we got away from that we need to get back to. That to me is the weirdest thing that we went away from it. Yeah, it was. It, Dude, I mean, I get it. We don't use ropes on boats anymore, and that was like a, a big reason. But it's like, dude, why do you think artists paint on canvas? You know, it's canvas because it's made from hemp. It's made right. from cannabis. That's why it's fucking <laughs> called a canvas. And it was like that one freaking completely blew my mind when I was like, what? Yeah, no, like, hemp, hemp is hemp is huge. I mean, that's a whole other topic we can go on for hours about. You know what I mean? But yeah, when we're at war. <laughs> Grow hemp, hemp for victory, perfectly fine. But when during times of peace, it's like, hey, put that joint down, hippie. But so um, going back to the ordinance, imagine what it's going to be like in two years after the ordinance passes, and we have the potential for fifteen dispensaries, one hundred cultivation facilities, fifteen manufacturing facilities, five distribution facilities, and two testing facilities. It's going to be huge. It's going to be totally different. Like we're going to talk in two years from now on the podcast and be like, holy shit, have things changed? Like. Well, and and the, the testing facilities are are particularly interesting to me because it's got to be scientists, right? It's got to be like botanists or something that are doing it. Yeah, I think you're supposed to have like uh, you know chemists or chemists, um, I should say, uh, biochemists and things like that. People with PhDs and stuff. You need yeah. at least like a couple of those dudes on the roster so they can actually know what's going on. But it's it's going to be huge. I mean, testing is going to be huge. I think testing is going to be a great business to get into because it's going to be regulated every single cannabis industry in the state is going to have to get their shit tested if you own a cannabis testing facility well it's probably going to be pretty lucrative it's going to be pretty cool yeah hell yeah and again it's one of those kind of insulated uh and some people are still kind of weird about it you know it's like opening a dispensary still kind of gray area but if you're a a testing lab right the feds aren't going to kick your door down you know right the feds i don't know they sometimes do some funny shit but um but yeah chances are you're you're pretty well insulated you know from any kind of uh, legal trouble you're just you know um but yeah and and it is a very high paying job i don't know that those numbers again, especially countywide, because that, that yeah. that's county, and then you add right. on to you know well, Delray Oaks is much smaller, but then what Salinas is doing, right? And then um, again, there's still as solid that in King City and yeah, we'll Seaside see. What King, King City is is looking to pass an ordinance; they're working on one now. Greenfield just passed one. Um, Greenfield, you, your name is fucking Greenfield, <laughs> dude. So Greenfield's going to be opening up. King City's going to be opening up. Gonzalez is still kind of on the fence, figuring out what they want to do. Solidad's pretty quiet. Carmel has banned everything. Monterey has banned everything. Delray Oaks has one dispensary. 
Um, Seaside has, I've, from what I know, has been pretty quiet. We don't know what they're doing, but I have a feeling they'll probably ban most things, to be honest with you. Um, but the biggest thing is the biggest city in our county, in our county itself, which is a big-ass county in California, oh, yeah. have regulated so most of our county is going to be regulated with cannabis, and it's going to be—it's just going to be crazy. You're going to go to Prunedale, there's going to be a dispensary somewhere. You're going to go to Casherville, there's probably going to be one. Chular, it's going to be everywhere you go. We're going to have this access now, so it's going to be really cool. Dude, that's so because we already we're, we make great wine. We obviously grow great produce. We have great a great food culture. And now we're gonna add marijuana into the mix. Damn, <laughs> exactly. Man. This is gonna be a pretty, pretty sweet place to live. Um, but what can we do as, as not just consumers but as voters as well to not allow a rich person from out of the area to control this, or to not allow the the government to essentially dictate like, hey, this is how you could do it. This is when you can do it, and all that. How can we kind of say, hey, this is we want to be involved in the process? You know. I've never really been involved in, in, in lobbying or local politics or anything un, until about July of last year. Um, I really started to get into it and, and learn. And I'd, I'd never been to city council meetings. I had never been to board of supervisor meetings. I didn't know what un, unincorporated was versus incorporated. I didn't know any of it. Yeah. Um, and so to answer your question, you have, to, you have to do a lot of things you don't really want to do. You know, like It's kind of a bitch to sit through city council meetings sometimes, but... The, as I've gone through it, I've seen the effect that it has, and I've seen that you actually really can make change, and I, I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? Like, since July, I've been working on this. We had nothing. Now we're talking about 100 cultivation facilities, all this type of stuff. So you really just have to go talk to these people, man. Like, someone told me, they put it best. They said, you know, is it easier to get Obama on the phone or get your mayor on the phone? And it's much Damn, easier, it's much drop, easier to get your, your, your uh, mayor on the phone and talk to him and talk about, you know, figure out where you can make change. You know what I mean? Where yeah. can you make change? You can make change in your local community. Talk to these people, get to know them, educate them on what it is. So you have to go to these people and make your voice heard. I mean, going to the city council meetings, there's all kinds of topics they have to deal with. All the public comment, go, go, go to public comment, make your voice heard, tell them what you want. Write a letter to your city council member. Write an email. Schedule an appointment. Sit down with them for 30 minutes and just talk about who you are and why you care about this. They don't hear from us because we hide in the shadows. But if we hide in the shadows, they never hear from us and they never make change. So it, you have to come out and you have to let them know what you believe in or what you do or everything yeah. else. And that, that's how you do it, really. Um, so people like us, Monterey County Normal, we do our best to make it easier for you guys. So you know when the city council meeting is. You know when they're going to talk about cannabis. You know what you should or shouldn't do, things like that. We're here to help facilitate that. So if you go to MontereyCountyNormal.org, and it's N-O-R-M-L.org, you can learn more about us. You can become a member if you'd like to become a member. Come to our meetings that we have. We actually have them right here down the street on Gabaland Street at uh, Moncrief and Hart, which is a law firm. It's right across the street from the Salinas Donut. Oh, okay. And so we have, we're have we going to have one there tomorrow, for example, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, for our members to come. And we do what we're doing now, basically. We talk about what's going on, what do we want to change. Everyone gives their voice and their opinion, and then we formulate a strategy to try to express that opinion to these guys that, that really make the rules. No, yeah, that, that's a really great answer because, again, I, I have also been to a couple you know council meetings or school district meetings or whatever, and then... And yeah, you talk about you talk to these people that are always like, "Oh, this needs to get done or that needs to get done." And you're like, "Well, why don't you tell them? Well, they'll <laughs> never do anything. They'll never do anything." And it's like, dude, go to the council meetings. You'd yeah. be amazed at the 
the shit that people complain about, you know, yeah. people literally be like, my neighbor's dog is too loud. <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> really? But they have to take you, they have to listen right. to you, you know, and, and most of the time they'll, they'll say, hey, you know, all right, the city engineer is here or something, you know, yeah. um, it, it's really quite amazing. Uh, I mean, I know our generation has given up on, on especially national level politics a yeah, lot. We've, we've kind of been disillusioned, but we really can make a difference. Yeah. And I've said it before on this show. You show up with 40 people to a council meeting, you're going to pack those chambers, and they're going to listen to you. You're not necessarily going to get what you want, but they'll, they'll pay attention. You'll start the conversation, yeah. at least, because they're not, they don't pay attention, and then you show up with 40 people, and they all... This is the thing I tell people, too, in the cannabis industry, because our industry, I guess it, it, it's similar to others, but especially in the cannabis industry, I feel like you have a lot of activists, and you have a lot of whacktivists. You have some wacky-ass people that come out, and they don't necessarily make our industry look good, because... You know, they're very passionate, but they're not very strategic in the way they go about things. And, you know, there's certain people that will will talk shit to the mayor or go to the, go on their public comment and, and curse or be like, you guys are fucking up. And it's not going to really work. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to be you have to be careful how you do these things. But it really just comes down to the city council, the mayor. They're all people like you. They live in the community like you. You need to start figuring out who they are and just sit down and talk to them. Just like we're doing now. Be humans with each other. And they slowly start opening it up. But if you just, like you said, the one guy... You don't ever do anything. You never even meet the mayor. You never even shake his hand. And you bitch about everything. You're probably not helping. Yeah. You know? So I, I tell people, if you're going to bitch about something, at least have a strategy of action you can take to fix it. Because a lot of people like to bitch and do nothing about it. But if I'm going to bitch about something, I'm going to do my best to try to fix it and actually take action to fix it as well. I might still bitch about it, but I'm still going to take action to try to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, I firmly believe there's people that just like to hear themselves complain yeah. and that's why they complain like, some people will complain not because they want you to help them with their problems but like you said they just like to complain they're not looking for a solution yeah yeah no it's it, it's amazing um but i fuck, we're doing this for two years again i don't know if it's because we do this or if because there really is a change but we've met a lot a lot of people that are really you know active in the community and and our and understand how to make a difference and how to talk, you know, to politicians right. and stuff, and and yeah, and this is medical marijuana is one of them. We've had a gardener, you know, in here that wants to start a community garden. That nice, you know, that's starting, you know. Again, we have great great people, and because uh, I was just recently talking to a friend, and he was like, "Dude, I just." can't wait till I get my shit together and I'm, I'm moving to Portland, you know? I'm going to Portland. And I was like, why? He's like, well, they, they seem to give a shit about their town over there. And I was like, well, people do too here as well. Right. You just, sometimes you do have to, you know, go out and, and find them a little harder or you just have to go out, you know? Yeah. Put yourself in the, you know, go to those council meetings. Okay, yeah, at, um, you know, at a restaurant on the north side of town, you might not find a lot of people that are, wanting to you know change the town or really seem to care about the right. town but if you go to a council meeting there'll be a room full of them right you know room full of people that want to make a difference and um yeah just because you don't see them doesn't mean they don't exist you know and, and yeah. I, I don't think it's fair to kind of duck away from salinas and say well you know you're not doing it it's like no no find those people and band together you know band together there is there is strength in numbers that that's a yeah you know i think that I hope this kind of changed, but like we were talking about our, our, our group of people, our age group, um, they seem to kind of be almost, they push, they push away from this type of stuff, like jury duty. Most people do their fucking best to get off of jury duty. Yeah. But if you really think about it, and you take the time to think about the process, and you take the time to think about what you have the opportunity to do as a juror, 
I mean, that's a lot of power. You have you have the potential to sit on a trial and maybe help someone prevent them from go to jail. Like, if you listen to it and you really think they're innocent, if it's a cannabis case and someone's going to be locked up for cannabis, for example, or some, some situation like that, you have the potential to try to save someone's life and help them not go to jail because you think it's fucked up what they're trying to do to them. But no, I don't want to go to jury duty. It's a waste of time. Fuck that. I'm going to try to get out of it. I'm going to lie. I'm going to say I'm racist. Whatever I got to do. Yeah. So we, we naturally go away from government and, and try to fight it. And so... Like I said, you know, how are we going to get people to go to city council meetings and speak their mind if they don't even want to fucking do jury duty? So we got to start looking at it differently and realize that we, yes, is there a lot of corrupt shit going on in the, in the, the world? Yes. But like I said, Obama versus your mayor, you can make change in your town. You have the ability. You've been here your whole life. You've grown up here. You have the network. You can go have meetings with these people and they'll listen to you because they have to. That's the whole point of them getting voted in is because they're representing you. If you're not there telling them what you think or believe... They're just going to go about their business. And, and yeah, and in, Salinas is still small enough to where 1,300 votes will get you as, to be a council member, you know? So right, right. It's, it's not impossible. It's not the, this, this big thing. You, you know, if you feel that the current person is not representing you and the people around you correctly, it right. only takes a handful of you to really make a difference. And, again, if you become a council member in Salinas, that's a pretty powerful position. Right. You're, you're a council member in the biggest city in, in this county, which happens to be a pretty big county, yeah. which brings in a shitload of money to the state, not, even, not just agriculturally, but um, with hospitality and, and the yeah, peninsula. Yeah, tourism you know? and everything, yeah. Yeah, so when, when Monterey County politicians go to Sacramento, they listen. You right, know? right. They listen. This isn't, you know, again, some other, this isn't Tahima County or something. I'm sorry, Tahima County. I'm sure you, <laughs> so you have great, lovely people out there. But, but yeah, but some rancher showing up there compared to some farmer coming from Salinas, that farmer's going to get listened to more. So, you know, we, we have this opportunity to really, you know, enact change in a very powerful way, you know. And, yeah. and in the states, the power, it's, you know, the federal government is supposed to be the weakest. You know, it's supposed to be the, the, the local, right. you know, city, county, and then state should is supposed to be the, the power. And for a lot, for the most part, it still is that way, you know. Yeah. So we have to take control, you know. Yes, we, president, whatever, dude, the electoral college, I don't, all that shit's going to happen how it's going to happen. <laughs> but we can still start from the bottom up, you know. That's how it's meant to be. Like you said, yeah, that's why we have an assembly. That's why we have a Congress and everything else. They come from our area and work their way up to the national level. Yeah. They're supposed to represent. Of course, not all of them do. But like I said, you, you got to make change where you are. You know, I know I've been born and raised in Salinas my whole life. Most people I know have got the fuck out of Salinas because they, you know, they don't like it or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, I think Salinas has a ton of potential. You know, if you go to Chinatown, you might not think highly of Salinas. But if you, you know, if you know someone who lives off of River Road and you're looking out on the beautiful scenery on a nice day on River Road, you're like, this is still Salinas. So there's, there's beauty here. There's potential for a great city. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to help be a part of that change. For so many years, Monterey County has been known for come on vacation, leave on probation. Mm-hmm. You're right? So... If we can make the change, and now we're going to have all these different, you know, facilities. There's going to be dispensaries. There's going to be grows. There's going to be manufacturing. I wanted to see that happen in my hometown and my home county, as opposed to run away to somewhere else and just go there and do it. I wanted to see the change happen here, and I can make the change because I'm from here. And me, combined with a ton of other people that have put a lot of time and effort in Monterey County Normal Coaster Growers Association, we've helped make that change here, and it's it's just great to see it happen. I mean, it's really it's a really 
I don't know how to describe it. It's just a really empowering experience to, to go to the city council meetings over and over and over again, to talk to these people, have the meetings, spend your time doing all this work, and then finally see, oh, my God, it's going to change. We're going to have dispensaries here. It's, it's empowering as hell. When I first caught wind of it and I put it on Facebook, we... We've, we don't get them that much, which I think is pretty cool, but we, all, we always get the ignorant hater comments yeah, yeah, every yeah. once in a while. But when I first put, you know, that, yeah, we're going to do that, and they're like, yeah, in Salinas, never in my lifetime, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you have no idea how far along it it's already, yeah. you know, too far gone. You, it, it's going to happen. It is. And then, um, but yeah, and then you had the people like, we've been, we've had that for a while. It's like, yeah, we've had delivery services. We haven't had brick and mortar dispensaries. And they were like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, listen to the fucking episode. Exactly. That's why. I, and then that's when you reached out to us, and and I I was down. I didn't respond. I was like, dude, I know Joey. You know, hell yeah, this and that. And then like three weeks passed, and I was like, damn it, I can't find the comment anymore. <laughs> so then uh, you reached out again, and you were. And so I was like, dude, send us a message. Yeah, send us yeah. a message. Yes, we we want we want uh, you know first of all to people to hear you. You know, hear hear the excitement. Hear hear what you have to say. Right. Personally, you know this. Um, this is you. This is the real, the real you. You know, and also to show people that it, it is the younger generation. Yeah. This generation that the old, the older people have seen to give up on us. You know, we're <laughs> they're too sensitive. They're too PC. They're too this and that. And um, and while I do agree, sometimes we can be that. I I do say we are the smartest generation for sure, and we are the most caring. I, I agree. I, our warmongering parents don't, don't <laughs> fucking understand what that is, but it's like, dude, it's compassion, you know. Yeah, you know, you you didn't that shit that's going on in Syria, you know. It's like, I I would have never, you know, forty years ago, thirty years ago, we would have not even known that happened, you know. Maybe right. a picture or two would have showed up, but like, you could get you could be on YouTube and watch videos 20 minutes after a battle has happened, you exactly. know? And it's like, yeah. it's school teachers and shit. And it's like, when I see school teachers and music teachers and, and students fighting against their own government, it's like, dude, I got their back. You know, like I, yeah. So it's like, yeah. so I have a, a actual a solid opinion, you know, on this conflict going on thousands of miles away. And we're thinking critically like, well, how did, what did we do as a country to possibly you know, help right. this madness go down. And I think it's a conversation that has never had before. I agree. Before with you. it was just like American exceptionalism, you know? I agree. We're the best. Fuck all those other poor countries. They need to pick themselves up by the bootstraps. And I think it just goes back to, like I said earlier, we're the generation that grew up with the internet. And we just have this, we have this phone that is fucking amazing. We, I can look up anything I want right now about anything at all. And there's no real generation that's grown up with that, you know, in the past. And, I started to go down a big conspiracy rabbit hole a long time ago, and you know I was looking at Illuminati, you know Federal Reserve, Bilderberg Group, all this type of stuff. And I'm not saying I still I still entertain it. I still like to learn and, and look at everyone's ideas and whatnot. But it, it gets real negative when you go down that path. You know what I mean? And I started to get kind of like hopeless. I was like, man, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> what are we gonna do? And then I started to think about it, and I was like, you know what? I have hope. And the reason I have hope is because we finally have the internet. To your point, we have the access to information to know things right away and figure out what's going on and have an opinion on them and critically think about them. And before you had to wait till you got the fucking newspaper in the morning to figure out about what's going on. Yeah. And they may or may not talk about Syria, for example, right? So you only had to rely on the newspaper or the radio and this and that. We got everything now, Facebook, all the social Podcast, media, podcasts. Dude. I mean, it's, it's insane how much information we have access to now, which I think is definitely... 
changing our culture and is going to continue to change our culture. Some for the bad, but I think a lot for the good too, because here we are sitting in a bar in Salinas and you're talking about what you think about what's going on in Syria. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That's amazing yeah, to me. No, and the reason yeah, is because yeah. of the internet and having the access and being connected to each other like we are now. Well, dude, I trip out because we're regularly downloaded at 37 states, you know? Oh, wow. 37 That's states. Badass. Yeah, so, and it's like, uh, you know, KSBW, <laughs> how many states do you reach, you know? <laughs> or the Herald or the Californian right, or right. the Weekly, you know? How far is your reach, you know? Because our generation, we reach. Again, we reach around the world. Right at this point, if you're in, you could be in Syria, and if you have an internet right. connection, you could be listening to this podcast, yeah. and you could be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Well, some Americans out there in some city I never heard of are actually concerned. You know, holy shit! You hear they're having a hundred cultivation facilities in Monterey <laughs> yeah. County. I'm gonna go move down there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this shit! You know what? <laughs> what am I doing? Living in fucking <laughs> Alabama? This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So it's it, it's fun. You know, it's fun yeah. to be able to reach other people and. And again, it's like, dude, again, like Tacoma, Tacoma, Washington, why do you listen? But, right. But thanks. Right. But thanks. You know, now you know how we feel, what we're thinking down here. And it, it brings us all together, you know, because right. you, you listen to a podcast. Again, listen, Joe Rogan, you know, we, we right. all are. And he's, he's this big, big time celebrity. But you, you feel like you know him personally. You know, yeah. you know what he really thinks. Because exactly. for those three hours that he's doing a show, he's telling you exactly what he thinks. So, right. so we're getting to know these people on on a different level. You know, and yeah. I don't know. It, to me, it's more human. You know, I totally agree with you. It's it's. I think the reason you have these people that listen to your podcast is because podcasts are just so off the cuff. It's just we're just chilling. We're talking. There's no script here. There's yeah. nothing like that. We're just we're having a conversation and, you know, I was thinking about that today because, like I told you, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast and. Um, there's been times that I've I've seen people maybe maybe on their show or whatever they do and I have an opinion about them but I really don't know a lot about them. I'm pretty much being judgmental and I'm aware that I shouldn't and I tell myself why are you being judgmental? You're stupid, all that type of stuff. And I have these opinions about them, but then I listen to them on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I listen to them for two or three hours, and I get to hear how they talk, and you know, you dive into things, and I, my opinion completely changes about them, yeah. because I actually took the time to hear their opinions and listen to them, and I'm like, holy shit, I was an asshole. Why was I thinking like that anyway? You know what I mean? And so, like, podcasts are so, for the lack of a better word, they're, like, intimate, you know what I mean? They're They're very personable. They're not, they're not just all like, and tonight on the news, we had, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's what people want. People are tired of the bullshit. We're tired of the fake shit. We're tired of the scripted shit. We're tired of all that. We want just real, honest shit. No, yeah, that that's that's another big thing about our generation is we can see through bullshit better right. than anybody. You right. think fucking Hitler would have ever took a power on our watch? <laughs> Hell no. That dude would have never got that big. That's a that's one thing. We would have been like hashtag fuck Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, hey, this National Socialist Party ain't working. Yeah. Um yeah, that's the one thing that that really does bother me when the old generation assumes thinks says that we're dumb just because we're always staring at a screen. It was like, yeah, you motherfuckers voted for Reagan, so yeah. you're fucked up. You know, like we would have never fallen for the Reagan trap, right? You know, again, we have a bunch of bunch of weirdos running for president now because again, we've given up on on politics at the at the, t- <laughs> oh, at the moment. You know, it is quite a shit show, isn't it? It it's it's, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it? well, it's kind of funny, but goddamn, Donald Trump has an actual chance of winning, and I oh, don't man, think that will does. be that will not be funny for the country. It will be bad for us. Um, but 
But yeah, again, there's so much stuff that happens out that, you know, when politicians say something, our generation is the first to be like, hold on, hold on, that doesn't sound right. Let me, right. let me go Snopes that or something, you know? Right. We'll, we'll find that, that thing. It's like, wait, you yeah. just said this, but this study that came out from this reputable source doesn't agree with that. You know what's crazy, too, is that it's getting to the point where these, these people in power, like people like Obama, they almost are having no choice but to recognize our generation in the sense of like Obama has said shit about Kanye West the president of the fucking United States has talked about one of the most you know whether you love him or hate him he's a pretty impactful hip hop artist in our our generation and so it's like it's getting to the point where these older people that are in power they have no choice but to recognize that we're here recognize that we have a voice recognize that we can make a difference and they're starting to say that and acknowledge that type of stuff and so give it another 10 16 years and let's see what the president says and what things are like you know I'm wondering how many years before there's a president with a visible tattoos oh man that'd be I, fucking crazy because I, I, I mean usually they're I mean Obama can have tattoos for all but they're always usually in suits but where's the one that's gonna have like yeah the, the face on his hand you know <laughs> I guess that guy would never be president but still <laughs> uh, well I mean if <laughs> But or like you see a neck tattoo, you know. Right? He's yeah. got his doing the, the State of the Union, and he's got like an eagle yeah. fucking just. <laughs> and he's like, like a, a he's like a, a gang dropout, ex heroin yeah. addict. He's fucking got his shit together, dude. Anthony Bourdain for president, baby. Oh, Anthony yeah. Bourdain for I would vote for Anthony Bourdain all day. I mean, just the fact that we're even talking about Donald Trump potentially becoming president shows you the type of change that's going on. You know, some people are like fuck Trump and all that, but I'm just saying the fact that we're even talking about this, the fact that it's even a reality, yeah. like it's fucking crazy. Change is happening it, yeah, it, in front of our eyes. Well, And it's so fast because you can go back to 2003 and any politician that was like, you know what? Gay people should be allowed to get married. That was like political suicide in right, 2003. Right. In 2003. But then around like 2000, Obama, you know, in Obama's first, first uh, 2008. presidency, yeah, that, that's when it really kind of started changing. And nowadays, if you're on the other side of the coin, now it's political suicide to say that you're, right. you're, you're against gay marriage, you know? And yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. dude, t- 12 years ago, 12 years ago, you couldn't say this. The most liberal Democrat right. couldn't come out and be like, dude, gay people should get married. They, 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 they wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's happening fast. Right. Now, st- Washington, D.C. has legal marijuana. You know? Yeah, right. Damn it. I was going to say Salinas. You know, two years ago, if I would have told you Salinas was going to open up three this, three that, the county was going to have 100 cultivation facilities, all permitted, all legal, you would have been like, nah, fuck no. Monterey County? Hell no. Give me what you're smoking, Let me get some of what you're smoking, Don. Yeah, that's what they would have told you. That's what they would have said. But here we are today, 2016, talking about what's going to be coming through and how it's going to change our community. It's going to be insane. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Now the debate is 15% or 10% tax, you know? Oh my god! That's, I know that's crazy. That that's where that's where the debate. Has it's not. It's not. Are we going to do it or not? It's how we're going to do it. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and, and again, like you said, three years ago, you would have you would have been laughed out of the room. You know, like, yeah, they been like, fuck no, dude. Monterey County? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. No, but that's crazy. Yeah, I, and I again, I I love uh, again that we're able to to reach out. I, I still I don't I don't I don't know how to explain to people how this show has just exceeded any expectation I would have ever had. It was pretty much just like Cujo. People don't read anymore because it was a soccer blog. This fucking <laughs> was a soccer blog. Wow. This is how this started as a soccer blog. And I was like, dude, people don't read. What they the don't. hell can we do? And then yeah. I came across the, it was the Adam Carolla podcast was the first one, and I would listen to that and I was like, mm. then WTF with Mark Marin and I was like. 
this is the future, dude. This is the future. This is how people are going to get their. This is how people are going to get their information. Yeah, and it's and, the new radio. Yeah, and it, it's way. It's on demand. That's right. the one thing. Right. It's on demand. Changed everything because we're so busy. Right. We're so busy nowadays. Everybody does have three jobs because that's that's the society we live in now. Yeah. You just have to be yeah. doing three or four different things. Just to make it be, yeah, <laughs> just just to fucking make, make it happen and. So sometimes we only have 45 minutes from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., you know, to, right. to do something. And and everybody loves Raymond isn't well, on at that time or some shit, you know. <laughs> you but, know, to your point about not reading, too, I, I've i consumed, I'll say consumed, I've consumed a lot of books. And I, you know, two years ago, I didn't like to read books. I was like, fuck that. Started to get smarter, became an entrepreneur, realized, oh, you got to read books if you want to become anybody yeah. in this world. Anyone who's, like, successful in this world reads a shitload of books. That's just a fact. Okay. I don't read books. I don't sit down and read a book. I listen to audiobooks while I'm driving in my car, and I can kill a book real quick, and I'll really fully understand it. So to your point, people don't like to read. They want to just hear it. They, they want to listen to the podcast where they're driving somewhere, or they, you know, like you said, if they're working out, maybe it's, yeah. it's on demand. Whenever they want or they have the time to listen to something, they're going to do it. And the radio sucks nowadays anyway, so... Yeah, the, the radio is, is... They pretty much just got the 31 top hits and replay that shit, and it's boring as hell. It's crazy, yeah. And... And come see us at this restaurant. Give a, we'll give you yeah, a CD yeah. if you say hi. Yeah, you know it's like I don't need Led Zeppelin's greatest hits, bro. Yeah, exactly. I got that shit like four times on my fucking playlist here. Exactly. Um, but here, okay, here's my a real quick question. Audiobooks, okay, I, I love them as well. But can you say like say okay, you listen to the uh, the Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell on on audiobook? Can you say hey, I just read this book? Can you say that? How do you say it? Or do you say That's I just listened to just a book? Said that he consumed it. I, yeah, I when like you said consumed, so yeah, in my head I was yeah. like, nobody has like nobody you, said consumed. Yeah, you don't read the book technically, but you know what it's about. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't really care if someone said they read it or not, but I know how people are nowadays, and they're gonna nitpick the shit out of you. And see, bro, I've got it. Yeah, I've gotten into this argument at work. That's why <laughs> yeah, I bring it up. I mean, honestly, if you tell them that you read the book. And then if you if you really listen to it and you feel like you had a firm understanding of it and you told them you read the book, how are they going to know if you didn't or not? Because yeah, you have the information yeah. in your head. If they're like, oh, you read it? Well, what about this and that? Because they read it and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember well this part too. They're going to not know if you read it or not because really who gives a shit? You got the information into your brain. Yeah. That's what it's about. I'd be like, oh, you read it? Can I borrow it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Now that you're done with it, can I borrow it? You what have a tape was, player? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, I just used my coupon no, what code. about VCR? No, yeah. no, I, I actually offer people a lot. Like, um, I tell them, hey, I'll give you access to my Audible account if you want. And just, because a lot of people, like we said, they don't like to read. They don't like books, but it's so important. Books, I'd never I really appreciated them, man, but they're so important. You have access to someone's, a piece of their mind, a piece of what they thought. And you can download a, a, a nugget of it, you know, yeah. of what Gandhi thought. Yeah. Oh, wow, these people, whoever whoever you appreciate or care about or look uh, look up to or thought was amazing, whether alive or dead, you can take a piece of them and download it into your brain. And that's why books are amazing to me. I, I love books. I'm a big book. I like I like physical books. I I'm so bad. Like if I see you bending a page like oh. in a brutal way, I'm like, dude. It's like no, someone hitting a puppy no. or something. You're like, yeah, what the fuck? yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, well, to me, there, there's knowledge in books, you know, and it's like books are, are are amazing for human history. Don't disrespect your fucking your ancestors like that, you right? Know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I know I, I'm totally weird on that because there's like a billion copies of every book now, but it's like <laughs> even a magazine. It's like, dude, that's that's a 
fucking that's writing, you know? That yeah. that's art right there. Yeah. You wouldn't just fucking sneeze on the Mona Lisa, you know? <laughs> like respect that fucking book, human. Um Can I go back real quick? What do yeah. you use for audiobooks? Audible. Audible.com. Okay. Audible is a okay. it's a website and also it's Amazon. It's a, a subsidiary, I guess, I'm of Amazon. Kindle here when I hear Amazon, but that, yeah. that's what they. No, I think that's the same thing. I I could be wrong. I believe Audible is Amazon. I think they're the same thing. I mean, it's they just also like sponsored a lot of podcasts. Audible, huh? huh. Oh, uh, holler, hit, holler! Hit. You guys can't see it, but he's winking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you just download it on your phone, connect. Yeah, you can get an app. You can get an app on your phone. Audible. Um, oh well, Kindle is like the actual reading of. It's the actual okay. like device, the hardware. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's the hardware. So you can get the Kindle, or excuse me, yeah, I'm confused. You can get the Audible app on your phone. Right. Right. Go through any library, whatever you want, download the book, and then just play it. So I just, cool. like I said, I have a delivery service, so I'm driving a lot. Uh-huh. So why not do my job, but also listen to books at the same time? In one day, I could finish a book. I work five days a week. I could have five books done in a week. Good See, play. some books are Good longer. <laughs> but, but yeah, you can, like, it, it helps me. Like, I almost look forward to it now. Like, I went to uh, Stockton. I don't know, I think like three weeks ago. Uh-huh. My buddy was having a wedding reception, and... Uh, it was the next morning, and me and my girlfriend were coming to Salinas, and I was like, "Oh man, I got like a two-hour drive." I was like excited, like, "Oh, I'm gonna read a book. Like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna <laughs> throw a book on for two hours." <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like literally excited about it. Like, I get excited, like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna learn some new shit." The book that I just just uh, finished was the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, and it's just a really awesome book about marketing and you know all the types of things you need to do and. So I, I'm really into business books mostly, like marketing. You know, I like psychology too. Like, wh- there's another book I want to read called Biology, which is the, the psychology between why we buy things, how we buy things, how we decide to buy things. Like, I'm always fascinated at how we come up with things and why we do what we do. It really kind of trips me out. Obviously, someone listening to you know the Joe Rogan podcast. Anyone who listens to that is yeah. probably in the same. He has some professors on, yeah, that are on that are onto that super super modern science. You know, of like, yeah. why do we do what we do? And yeah. And it, it, it's crazy. It trips it, me it, out. It's so it's so so weird. Yeah, I I well yesterday they had the, the event down here. You know, spend fifty bucks um, for for the fire. I don't know who decided the fifty buck thing. That was kind of weird to me. Spend fifty yeah. bucks. It was like that's a who that's, was throwing the event. Was that like, I don't know who did it. Nobody seems to know who set up the event or whatever. But it was a success. It was packed down yeah. here. Uh, yeah, it was all packed. Um, Leland, you know, the, my barber was said she she had a, you know was packed. She had a great day. She's always busy all the time. I, should, I talk too much about her. Can't get, a, <laughs> can't get a fucking appointment. I was like, dude, you're way too popular now. Have, um, you, have you guys had a podcast since the fire happened? Yeah, we, we did one did the one day last, after. Oh, okay, yeah. shit. Yeah, we had we had to, did did one the day after at two oh one. Supporting oh, wow. the Kehoes. What up, y'all? <laughs> um, yeah, it was right. Yeah, no, again, and it, yeah, thanks. To, uh, shout out to Seamus and 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 Jesse and for being so gracious with their their restaurant. They always we couldn't we couldn't record here because it was Valentine's Day. Nobody comes drink beer on Valentine's Day. Co- Alcoholics love each other too, man. Couple <laughs> sad sacks. Yeah, no, I looked in the window. I saw who was here. I knew. I know who you are, Gabe. Oh, man. <laughs> Calling you out by name, bro. Man. It's a small town, man. That's fucked up. There's a lot of Gabe's. That's why I said Gabe, because it could have been anyone. But anyone that listens to the show, you know exactly who he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so so they they were really cool with us. Um, if you ever need help too, if that happens again, I have some some restaurant owners who I'm friends with that would probably be more than happy to help you out too. So. We we like to we like to again. This wasn't our our goal was never to have this as our home base. You know, we love the public house. Yeah. We love James. We we love the, this this place. Um, but really, we wanted to bounce around. You know, yeah, we course, wanted to make sense. We, we feel I feel bad a lot because. We're selling this underground and shit. We go out to Seaside to record or San Jose or something, but sometimes I can't get to the east side as much as I want to or the north side. So this is a big town, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would love to record on the north side, you know, at restaurants on the north side sometime or the east side or something. Yeah. But it's just, uh, I don't know, our equipment just, we just happen to find a little nook here to put it in and, and, and it stayed here. But yeah, if you have anybody, we're all more than willing if, if they would like to have us. We just need... Three plugs, you know. Yeah, exactly. Three, three power outlets and, and a table, and that yeah, and a table, and yeah. and we'll go. And we love to do this. And these these last two years, we've gotten a lot of feedback. People are like, "You're making me think different about this town." And it's like, "Fuck yeah, that's that, that's all we can do." That's, that's badass. A, my my greatest was a sixteen year old, one one of uh, one of our buddies here. He, they were driving down to LA and they were listening to the podcast, like you said. You know, just they were just listening to the podcast on the way down. And he was like, "Yeah, some somewhere like around Santa Barbara and stuff." Like after a full episode had finished, he was like, "You know what? Salinas is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Salinas does have this stuff." A sixteen-year-old, you know, it we're is, like, man. "Hell yeah!" We're like old farts now compared to that dude. <laughs> we're, like, yeah. we're getting the teenagers to see it. You know? you know, it is, man. And you know, like I was telling, I was telling you. Uh, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday, I think there was a uh, fundraiser for Luis Alejo and Karina. I fr- sorry, I forgot your name, Karina. She's running for assembly. Luis Alejo. There you go. And uh, the mayor of Watsonville was there showing support. And I ended up kicking it and talking to the mayor of Watsonville a lot, like just real, just like we are now, just in a bar, you know, chilling, was talking. Felipe was it Felipe? Felipe Hernandez. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Felipe. And have you met him? Yeah, hell yeah. He's we super chill, right? We yeah. interviewed him. He's I've just I've just never personally met a mayor who just seems so chill. Like I'm just talking to like almost my friend. It's not like some like, like metal lachi shows. Yeah, he's chill <laughs> as hell. And I was talking to him a lot about, you know, Watsonville versus Salinas. And obviously there's some differences. Watsonville is like fifty thousand. We're hundred and fifty thousand on paper anyway. Yeah. And we were just talking about the problems in Salinas and he said that they had the philosophy that idle hands will find trouble and so like if kids are bored and they don't got shit to do in their town they're just going to go to gangs or they're going to do something that's probably not productive and probably not good yeah that's one reason they were motivated to get this skate park that they just passed right they spent like approved like a million dollar budget or something on the skate park in Watsonville he was telling me and so just doing getting things for for kids to do and have activities to do when we interviewed him they would have a food truck festival and we went up there. We interviewed him during the food truck. Yeah, oh, during nice. Yeah. nice. Eating hell of food. Thank, yeah. thank you, Choke Coach, <laughs> for, 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 for feeding us that. that yeah. And um, and yeah, and that was the whole thing. It was like, dude, you're kicking our ass right now. I'm not gonna lie. I love Salinas. I'm I'm born and raised there. But Watsonville's kicking our ass. You're opening breweries. You have you have. They had a that festival was so much fun. So much fun. You know, 15, 20 food trucks out there. The Ville band. The band playing was called The Ville because they were from Watsonville. And what I, what I thought was funny is that that band, like, several times throughout the night, they were just like, Watsonville. And everyone was like, woo! Was like, like, holy shit. Like, and I was like, right? how, why are you, how are you doing this? Exactly. You're taking the shit out of us. Exactly. And it was like, yeah, well, we just decided one time that we were not going to let the establishment push us around no more. And, and that's what we did. And I was like, dude. 
Yeah, he's a really cool dude. Really, I was yeah, like, fuck. He's a really, really cool guy. I, you know, shout out to Felipe. He's probably one of the chillest mayors I ever met in my life. I mean, really cool guy. You really feel like he gives a shit when you're talking to him. You don't feel yeah. like he's just bullshitting you. Well, no, again, because that was our interview then, and it was like, okay, he could be doing his typical politician stuff. But then two months later, we're at, at the Catalyst watching Metalachi, and he's just walking around drinking a beer. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, you're real. You that's know? what you you're, want. You're real. That's yeah. why we, that's, and that's why the youth and our generation, that's why we don't give a shit about the national level, because these fuckers are usually rich as fuck, nowhere near making the money we make. Yeah. You're never going to fucking see them at the Catalyst. You know what I mean? That's why it's yeah. so cool to have the mayor and people like locally that you can make change with. You're chilling at the Catalyst and you run into the mayor of a city? Yeah. Like, that's tight. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. You're like, okay, you're like me. We're, we're similar. Like, I want someone like that to represent me who's like on my level who, you know what I mean? Not someone who's making millions of dollars who doesn't give a shit about anything that I give a shit about. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you messaged me, I was, I told Kuja, I was like, I hope you got the joke when you were like, yeah, I'm right here with Luis Alejo. And I was like, yeah. he's a good teacher if you want to learn how to drink. Because <laughs> again, he's a normal dude, you yeah, know? Exactly. Like, yeah. The most of the time I've hung out with him is at this table, you know, at this table drinking beers. And I'm, I'm, I'm always fucking with him. Ah, you're the red tape, bro. You're the red tape. He's like, nah, man, I'm just trying to do my job. You know? And he's like, he'll, he'll, you know, he's, he's so human. You know, he's right. so human and he's a pretty powerful politician. Right. You know, so it, it's, it's pretty, it's refreshing. And that's what you got to do too. Like back to your point about making change. I mean, you got to, you got to start meeting these people and, and, you know, like, like I said, I wasn't involved at all. So the opinion I had on the mayor or city council or some random guy named Luis Alejo, I'd probably be like, I don't know, they're, they're fucking politicians. Fuck those guys. That's probably yeah. what I thought. But after actually getting involved, talking to them, meeting them, hanging out, drinking beers, I'm like, oh, wow, actually, these people are pretty cool. Like, I have a totally different perspective on everything. And it's all because I just took the action to actually hang out with them and see the human side of it and realize it's, these are humans just like me who have thoughts and feelings and, you know, you just really change your perspective when you start to, to talk to people and meet people and communicate with people. Yeah, again, and I think that's a big reason why some people don't because they they themselves know, fuck, if I get to know them, I might like exactly. them. Exactly. So yeah. let me just yeah. not know them and just talk shit. Which is a terrible way of thinking, but it is yeah. reality. You're yeah. right. Yeah, it is reality. It's You, you can't do that, man. you got to be open-minded at all times. That's why I'm really compa- compassionate about cannabis because... It, it really changed my life in a lot of ways. I know it sounds kind of corny, but I was a typical, you know, square bear. I had perfect attendance at school from, like, fucking fifth grade to, like, until I was a senior. And then a senior, I started ditching. So I, I played by the rules is what I'll say. Like, as much as I could, I tried to play by the rules. I didn't smoke weed, none of that. Started really getting into smoking weed when I was 17. And it was the first time I got into it, and I told myself, I was like, man, I'm smoking weed on a regular basis. I'm still getting good grades at school. I'm still doing everything I'm supposed to do, like... I'm thinking about these commercials where they're like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And they fucking smash the egg into the frying pan and shit. Violent ass commercial. And I realized, like, I started to think they're lying to me. Like, what else are they lying to me about? And so I started to open my mind. And because of cannabis, because I consumed it and then nothing bad happened, I started to think, these motherfuckers are lying my whole life. The, the cops were lying. My teachers were lying. My parents were lying. That's how I felt about it. So I started to question everything. And I started to think for myself. And like you said, to your point where... If someone says something on the news or this or that, you're going to look it up or you're going to research it and you're like, oh, that guy's full of shit. I started to have that questioning in my brain and it was really all sparked by, pun intended, cannabis. (laughs) You guys got a little cool sound effects? Can we do... I did not set it up. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) 
We'll, we'll put that in post. We'll do that in post. Oh, thank you. No, we won't because that's I'm post, <laughs> and I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, yeah, th- th- this, I think this was a great conversation. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, Cujo, do you have anything to add before we wrap this up? How far in are we? An hour and a half. Damn. Well, really? I wanted to yeah. get into your personal wow. distribute. Uh, the distribution delivery part. service yeah but, oh, okay uh, yeah if so we don't have time then maybe no we'll hell no bring what you the back fuck? Well, no, that's up to you guys stop. yeah no, no, no. i'm not well i'm just Let's curious talk. like yeah yeah, yeah where, where are you located There's people um, here so we're based uh we we're around been around for about a year started september of 2014 the delivery service is called can of freedom and um can. okay you know it's not i know other people have kind of cle- more a little more clever names but we kind of took the philosophy of People don't just buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And why we're operating the business is not just to make money and make a profit, but it's because we believe that people deserve the freedom to enjoy cannabis however they, they need to. And so, you know, like Ghani said, be the change you wish to see in the world. So Can of Freedom is the change we wish to see by helping people get access to this stuff and have the freedom to consume it. So we're based out of Monterey County. We mostly focus on Salinas. Um, we do deliveries to, you know, like Greenfield and things like that. But we oh, have okay. a, we have a higher minimum out there because we're driving all the way from Salinas and driving back. So, okay. and that's, I mean, all the way to Greenfield and back is like damn near seventy miles. So, we have a higher minimum. But basically, you can call us one eight four four five zero Canna is the phone number. As long as you have a medical recommendation you're good to go. We're going to verify you. We have all the processes to make sure we're only selling to people who actually have recommendations. We're not, you can't just call us up. It has to be someone who has a recommendation. Yeah, we'll keep it legal, right? Exactly. <laughs> we, we're doing our best. We actually do pay sales taxes. So we are one of the 25% in the right. state that pays sales tax. Sometimes I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to because I see other people that are making a lot more money because they're not paying it. But, I think it's going to pay off in the end. Yeah, the more honest you are, the more you're helping the cause. Yeah, and one so thing one thing we talked I about. I don't uh, like that they're not paying taxes. One That's, thing that I we feel is going to screw everything over. You know? No, I totally agree with you. One thing we talked about at the stakeholder meeting on Tuesday with the county was we were asking the county, like, can you guys try to set up some sort of way to grandfather in the people who exist in the area so that we are almost guaranteed a permit. Because we were already here. We were here in this industry. We helped well, yeah, shape this you, industry. Your, your business already exists. That, makes, exactly. that would make sense. And so one, they were trying to say, like, oh, well, how do we know who's here? Or how, do we, how can we prove who's legit and who's not? And someone said, BOE records. Who's been paying sales tax? Oh. And so I started thinking, ding, ding, ding. Thank God I've been paying my sales tax. Hell yeah. It's finally going to pay off. Oh, my God. Because trust me, it's a struggle. Like, when you, to run a business and to do it legitimately and to pay all your taxes and all your payroll and payroll taxes... It is a bitch. It is hard, and it, it takes a lot of money. And you can make a lot more money. There's a lot you more money in. <laughs> there's a lot more money in being sneaky and kind of lying about things. But I was in it for the long run. I wanted to try to make sure I was doing everything as legitimate as possible. Right. And so you know, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, that's that's kind of the delivery service. We have everything, as you guys can see. We got lemonade. Oh, we got chocolates. Question. You guys don't we just got, deliver just weed nuggets. No, it's everything. Like everything. Right. Uh, lemonade, lemonade, chocolates. I like Obviously, the lemonade. I really want to try flowers. It. So fancy. It says we got quencher. THC pills now. Um, literally everything you need. Concentrates. Everything you need, we have. Um, the other thing about our delivery service is there's two different models, more or less, for delivery. Um, there's either people who do pre-order, like Domino's. You call, I want a large pizza, and I want two two liters, and they'll bring that to you. There's another type of model where you call and say, okay, I want a delivery. They'll show up to your house, and they'll bring a bunch of stuff with them. They'll bring like pretty much the whole menu, the weed, the concentrates, the edibles. I'd assume that's something more local. 
So you don't, again, you, you have a minimum going all the way out down. Yeah, well, so. so like, for example, there's some companies that will have, let's say they have three drivers every day. One driver will serve Salinas, one driver will do South County, one driver will do like Monterey area. And each driver has a shitload of stuff in their car so they can handle the deliveries. From a consumer standpoint, it's badass. It's awesome. I want you to be able to show me all this different stuff, and I'm going to pick <laughs> this, I'm going to smell that, I'm going to look at this. It makes more sense. Even a business standpoint, it makes sense because... You know, it's easier to upsell people. People are going to spend more money when there's more things in front of them. But I didn't do that just because, of, you know, the nature of, of Salinas. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of shady, shady characters. Um, the police aren't totally educated on this. So I didn't want to get caught with a bunch of shit in my car and get jacked, number one. And I didn't want to get caught with a bunch of shit in my car and have a cop pull me over. Even if I am compliant and all that, I'm still going to have to go to court. I'm still going to have to prove my innocence. I'm still going to have to wait to go through that process to get my product back, probably. And so I didn't want to take that risk. So Can of Freedom is pre-order only. So you go on the menu. You can look at the descriptions, pictures. You tell us, I want XYZ, and we'll bring you XYZ. Okay. There are other deliveries, though, that will bring you the entire menu. So I'll I'll be totally honest about that, which it's better from a consumer standpoint. Honestly, it is. But if you're trying to be discreet, and you don't want a bunch of, you know, because it is not discreet. You know what I'm saying? Like, people will come yeah. to your house and have, like, a fucking pelican case full of shit and walk <laughs> into your house. And if you order once a week or twice a week, once a week or twice a week, there's some random dude coming to your house with a big-ass pelican case full of shit. <laughs> it could look sketchy depending where you live. If you're in a nice neighborhood and no one gives a shit, it's cool. But So we're, we're pre-order only, um, but it's, it's, been a, it's been a cool ride. And I, I, I just can't believe how far we've already gotten in just barely a year just to be talking about like i said like it blows my mind to be able to look at the fact that monterey county will allow 100 cultivation facilities maybe even more um it's just amazing to me that we've gotten that far in just this small amount of time and it's again it's a collective effort it's not just me there's tons of people that have been putting in a lot of time a lot of effort to make this happen yeah no that's what i'm that's why i'm glad you know that we have somebody that's in, that's you know doing the groundwork yeah, that you know. So when it happens, it's not just like cool. Look at look at this cool stuff that we got. No, I want people to, to yeah. listen to the years worth of work and meetings and boredom and everything that somebody had had to go through to do this. Oh yeah. Again, it, it didn't just happen out of the goodness of the heart of the county. It took a lot of people pushing for this to happen. Yep. And it's still it's not even what it should be. You know. I, ideally, they would just be completely legal, and and you could just you know go to a bank and get a loan or whatever it is. But the the effort that people have done is monumental in the last yeah. couple of years, and I'm glad that, you know that that you would come on and people can hear your voice and hear you know what really you've been doing. Yeah, it's different than us saying, "Hey, we have a friend that does this, and he was working really hard." I swear, <laughs> yeah. I swear he did. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you're here. People can hear hear your voice, and um. And yeah, and I, again, I, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and I appreciate you for coming on. And you're more than welcome to come back on now. You know, you've yeah. been on once. You know how we do it. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty casual. I can't believe it's been an hour and a half. Like I was, Time I was flies, listening, right? to, <laughs> I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast, and his guests always say they're like, "What the fuck? It's been three hours." Yeah. And I was just now that I've gone through it, I'm like, "Wow, it's really that easy." <laughs> yeah, when the conversations are good, that's what we always because that's the one question we get a lot from guests: How long is the show? It's like, dude, you don't know. Yeah, we we. It, we dictate it's dictated by the conversation right yeah we, the conversation's done in 30 minutes hey we have a 30 minute show right conversation goes three hours three and a half with foodie when we're getting very drunk <laughs> it goes three and a half you know it's our show it's right our, it's our show yeah. that's you know? the beauty of it there's no rules really there's yeah. no script there's no length it's just whatever it is whatever happens happens you just flow it's just the flow you know yeah. it's like a freestyle 
It's like a freestyle radio show, basically, yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, and it's on and demand for the consumer, which is exactly, great. You know, on you, demand. You don't have to be listening to this whole hour and a half right now. You yeah. Know? And if you don't want, if there's a part that you didn't give a shit about, you could skip it. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I love. There's a fast forward button. You exactly. Know? Yeah, that's cute. That's cool, man. I like that. Um, Hopefully, one day we get it too, where you guys are live, and then you can also replay it because I think some people might like it live. Once you get to that point, you're you're we, popular enough. We've attempted it once at, when we were recording open mic, and we can't do it through YouTube. We could do it through YouTube live. Um, Probably complicates things a lot more too, though. I'd imagine, but I don't know. If you have a, a solid internet connection. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're in a building from 1897, <laughs> that uh, doesn't work so well. This building's literally from 1897. Is it really? Yeah, this is one of the oldest buildings in Salinas. Wow. It's been here for a, a, a century. The Think floor, about that. No, the right. floor is the one that gets Screw me. The you, floor Alex. is 100, wow. 100 years old. This was the old general store. That this hasn't changed? The floor? Fuck. No, dude, these are thick what? ass. They, look at these beams. They don't make beams that you can size anymore. You go downstairs anymore. and see the, uh, the bottom of it. Yeah, 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 you can. Wow. Um, but yeah. I never knew that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, it's little yeah. things like that that make you appreciate your town more and shit. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, we don't know. We don't give a shit. We're just on Facebook, things like that. <laughs> yeah. We don't appreciate what we have. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, this building was built 30 years after the Civil War ended, you know? That's 30 fucking, fucking years after the Civil War, they built this shit. It's and crazy. we're recording an internet podcast <laughs> in here, you know? <laughs> fucking amazing. That is hella badass, I gotta say. That's, I'm glad you told me that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, this is the, the old general store. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. All the history of Salinas came through here. This is where everybody bought yeah. their shit, you know? Yeah. It's um, badass. And, and we're keeping it going. We're keeping it going here in... Uh, 2016. I had a look. I forgot what year it was. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm glad that it's you all give me shit for forgetting the date. You forgot the year. Oh, well, that's not makes up for it. <laughs> Last night I said somebody asked my age, and I said I'm between 26 and 29. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't know somewhere around there. Yeah. And they're like, "Bitch, 26. You're going a little low there." And I'm trying to make myself feel better. Yeah. <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. I'm over 21. That's all that matters in this country. At this point, at <laughs> yeah, this basically age, that's yeah. true. I'm, I'm over 21. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, do you guys do you guys got anything else to add? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm maybe plugins. I'm tapped out. Yeah, Can of Freedom, on Facebook, Instagram, oh, Twitter. Yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, so Can of Freedom on Facebook. Uh, Can of Freedom 831 on Instagram. Check us out. Give us a call. Like um, Can of Freedom. Right Can If you want to go to our website, we are one of the few deliveries that has a website. Um, and you have your phone menu there, right? Full menu, all the information With the you phone know. number, because that's important. <laughs> phone number, <laughs> email, um, all of it, man. You, yeah. can, you can check us out there. Monterey County Normal. Again, normal is N-O-R-M-L, MontereyCountyNormal.org. That's if you want to get involved politically and, you know, like you were saying, make, make change. And yeah. we do our best to help you make it easy to make change. So that, like I said, it's organized. You know where to go, when to be there, what they're going to talk about. We even help people tell them what to say because some people want to say something, but they don't know what to say. But they're still down to say something. Yeah. Or if you're too nervous and you don't want to get up for public comment, we'll help you write a letter. Whatever we need to do. And so what we've done at Monterey County Normal is we've kind of created a template about how we do what we do. And we're trying to just replicate that throughout the state and have more counties and more, more counties really create their normal chapters and then do what we did here in Monterey County. Replicate that. Start making the change. Create a Monterey Create a... Uh, Yolo County normal, for example, and start organizing and start doing all these things. So taking what we know, applying it throughout the state to different cities and counties, then maybe even applying it to different states. That's one thing I look forward to is 
take what we replicated here in the city, what we replicated in the county, in the state, and then go to some other state that doesn't have anything. And then just do it all over again and be like, okay, time to educate this city council. Yeah. Do it all over again. So that's really what we want to do and what we're looking to do. And so if anyone's willing to be a part of that, wants to be a part of that, you mentioned, what, 27 states? 37. Like 37 states. So anybody that might be listening to this in a state where you're like, man, my state sucks. We don't got shit. If you want to move. Looking at you, Nebraska. <laughs> if you want to move, come on over to Monterey County. If you don't want to move and you want to make change where you are, we can probably help you do that. Yeah, hell yeah. And yeah, that'd be dope. Reach out to the podcast and we'll get you to, to the people. Even again, if you're not from Monterey County or Salinas Yeah, or whatever, where you're at. If wherever you're from, you listen to this and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to make a change. Reach out to us. Again, Salinas Underground. You can find us on Facebook. You know, uh, again, Monterey County Normal. Find, reach out. Reach out. Again, like you just said, you might not know how to say it. Well, there's other people that have, have practiced at it and will right. help you find those words. And they're using, you know, the people that are against you, no matter what state you're from, they're all saying the same shit. They're all, it's always, we don't need more drugs in our community. Oh, what about the youth? The youth has enough drugs. It's always the same argument. So my point is, it's pretty easy now. It's to the point where we can really literally plug it in and you can go in there and kill it and you're going to be like, wow. Yeah. You're going to know what they're going to say before they say it because we've seen it so many times yeah. now. And we can prepare you to address their concerns before they even bring them up as concerns. And you're going to just look like a badass and yeah. save, <laughs> save time. There's no trial and error because we've already more or less shown how it can be done. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, Joey Espinosa, thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. This was awesome. It was a a long time coming, but we did it, and it was fun. Again, you're welcome anytime. Absolutely. If you got anything to say, let us know, and uh, we'll get you right back on the show, man. All right, guys. Thank you. Everyone wish me luck. I'm eating one of these chocolates. Yeah, have a good one. (laughs)